0: Back to the Seat podcast. Hope you all are having a great day. Today we have the 5th or 6th, 6th, 2024 NFL Draft Positional Rankings episode. And we were gonna we're gonna be covering edge rushers. This edge rushing class is pretty solid, top to bottom. Another class is just deep. Um has some guys that possibly you'll see in the top ten um, come draft night, and then some guys that might sneak into the back half around one, or you know, teams trade up form in the top top around two, and are going to end up being really really good players. Um, but yeah, really looking forward to getting in this class. Honestly, it was it was fun checking them out. I know we did this on purpose. Last week was really good. This week and the next three are all all really good classes, and gonna enjoy talking about each one from here on out, uh, leading up to our mock draft Mondays coming up. Once we're done with the positional rankings, but. Um, with that, I think we can get right into it. I looked at eight guys. I think you looked at about the same. Um, but yeah, I guess if, if you're new to the rankings, the way we do it, are we rank our top five and then just talk about a few guys that missed. Probably that one guy that missed out on the top five and then just really talking about some other guys that we looked at but didn't, weren't quite good enough that we thought to make the top five. And for me, one of those guys was Utah's Jonah Ellis. Um, from Moscow, Idaho, 6'2", 246. He's not 21 yet, but he will be at the draft. Uh, three seasons at Utah, true junior, uh, first-team Pac-12, and first-team All-American. Um, his dad played D-tackle in the NFL for 10 years. This season, Joan had 37 tackles, three passes defense, 12 sacks, and a forced fumble in the Pac-12. I noticed overall just his acceleration and quickness was pretty solid. Um, I noticed he stayed square a lot longer than other guys, allowing him to use moves later in the rush and still have them have somewhat of an, be somewhat effective. Um, his primary moves with like the inside spin, occasional rip move, uh, both that were pretty good. Uh, did, obviously didn't always get home, but I mean, he had 12 sacks for a reason. Um, pretty good play strength and hands, uh, looked like he had longer arms but didn't find a measurement and then he was pretty good versus the run in terms of things that weren't as up to part in comparison to some other guys on my list were just a little heavy footed didn't play super laterally quick I know he said he was quick um, quick off the ball but just a little heavy footed in terms of moving adjusting to the play uh, maybe that's you know not the best play recognition that you could correlate that to but um, he also wasn't that bendy, a little bit stiffer hips, I guess you could say, um, which is common with a few other guys in this class, but not really bendy, which you don't really see a whole lot anymore in edge rushers and then pad level. He's only six, two, which is one, one of the shorter guys in the class, but he played a little high at times. And I think that got him caught, um, kind of stopped his motor and resulted in him not generating much pressure. Uh, so that's pretty much it, but I did, I did like him, not sure where he's going to go. Um. Maybe round three, if I had to guess somewhere around three. Um, but you know, it really just depends on where the guys ahead of him in his class go. So where these edges that are ranked ahead, if they go earlier, then he might go earlier. But
1: probably round three right now is about where I'd have him. Alice you'd have in round three. What's up? You say Alice yet in round three? Probably. I think he's a, a top fifty pick, probably. Just knowing where he's gonna stack up with the class, I think we're gonna have five guys in round one. He's my sixth guy. Um, he's been on a lot of top 50s lately. Um, I know he was low on Dane Brewer's board. I just think he's so young. And the thing with Chop, which I will get to Chop in a second, but like Chop's a super young guy too. So I, I think both of those guys are going to be top 50 or 60 picks. Um, just given the age and how the NFL, like Tuli Tuli Piloto got drafted earlier than people thought last year because of his age and he's so young. Um I think that's another. I think like Ellis is a good example of what I want to say. The exact kind because Tulu was very different um, than what Jonah did. I'll pull up Jonah's numbers real quick as well. He's my sixth guy right now. Um, I liked his tape. I think um, the dichotomy between him and a guy like Chop, who are both Chop just turned twenty one and Jonah's twenty. He'll be twenty one on draft night. Is that I thought Jonah had a really deep bag of pass rush moves that he went to. He wasn't just Winning with his athletic, with clear athleticism on tape. Um, he's also a little heavier. I mean, he's he's four pounds lighter than Chop, and but he just looks bigger. Um, he also played. I thought he'd go back to school. Frankly, I, I really thought he'd go back to school, as young as he is, and as I won't say like not productive. it's just he didn't have like a like a crazy stats here. Um, he only had like 25 pressures. and That was 2022. So I'm, I don't know why my my filters on that. Um. Yeah, I mean, 40 pressures is really solid. He had 13 sacks, though. That's why he went. Um, clearly, already got a really good draft grade, um, kind of from the from the NFL kind of committee. Um, but he had a great year. Um, moved all the way around a bunch for team for for Utah. Gave a bunch of different looks. I like the versatility he rushed with. Um, he's able to rush, hand in the dirt, standing up over the guard, uh, outside on the edge. He also did a lot of like Utah would line up in this three-three stack sometimes, and they'd have Jonah be the middle linebacker, and he'd blitz to either A-gap or B-gap. Um, he kind of blitz off the defensive tackle, which I thought was kind of cool. Um, So just showing some athleticism there from him. Um, 22 coverage snaps. He showed – I mean, he didn't really drop in coverage a lot. There's one guy on this list who dropped in coverage a lot Um, in college, but, again, Jonah did a nice job with that whenever he did. Um, showed some good awareness, much spatial awareness, but, again, that's ne- not necessarily the whole uh, – whole picture with him um had some really dominant games though Uh, like ucla 10 pressures three sacks um seven hurries which is a great game um the tape on that was really really solid um i think so i'll get to another guy that's on my top five and i want to talk about him in ten with jonah because i don't want to sound contradictory with my arguments i think jonah's ahead of this guy because he's got a higher what he's displayed to me his floor is higher than chop robinson i've Chop robinson at seven outside of my top five um came into the year as a guy who was potential first edge off the board and had a really disappointing year um again let me grab his his numbers real quick because i know there's going to be important to talk about um but kind of just chop's game um did you have chop in your top five by the way uh we'll wait we'll wait okay um here's the thing with chop he's an uber athlete and he just I mean 26 pressures and 3 sacks isn't really what I was looking for this year. Um I think Chop wins with athleticism a lot and he's simply out-athleting tackles. I don't really think he has much of a bag of pass rush moves and there's really no plan with Chop, which is kind of my biggest concern going to the NFL level is that he doesn't have a plan. And we've seen these uber uber athletes like a guy, I don't know if he, I don't think he played with him, yeah, he'd have missed him by a year, but a guy on the Ravens, Odefe Owe, like freak athlete coming out, dude, what dude, I mean he's a typical Penn State kid. He's gonna jump out the gym, he's gonna run like a freak. he's gonna be he's gonna test like an absolute animal, and he's gonna be a top he going be a nine plus r i s score out of ten, but Odefe's really struggled the next level because he didn't have a pass rush plan and it was not productive in college. And I have a hard – and maybe it's just the fact that they both went to Penn State. But when I watched Chop, I saw a lot of – I got to the quarterback, and I don't really know what I'm doing because I didn't think I'd get this far. Um, so that's all. I just have trepidation with that. Um, having seen a lot of pass rushers come through, again, like Owe, his team – I guess, okay, I would have missed the I, I would have missed him. But uh, for Penn State, Benny Lyon in Oway, who really struggled to the next level because he didn't have a plan – and there's really no pass rush back it's not like Chop didn't play a lot in college i mean he he played a thousand snaps um he missed a couple games this year with an injury um but I mean he played 300 snaps this year 455 snaps in 2022 and 263 snaps in um in 2021 with Maryland so it's just my my trip again it's different because Jonah's, they're both very young, and I like the upside with both of them a lot. But I also am trying to take into account the fact that as we've gone out, gone through the last, you know, three years we've been doing this now, like actually scouting these guys. We try and bid on these, these traits with these pass rushers, but like they really only ever become situational guys. And I'm trying to not get ahead of myself with that, with the pass rushers. So that we, just, we haven't seen it, and I don't know if we're going to get there. Um, like Lance Zerline, who loves young athletes, confident him to Michael Parsons. It's like he's not Micah Parsons. He's just not. If you want to call somebody Micah Parsons, call a guy at the top of this class, Micah Parsons Light. And that's, and that's stretching me. Like, I just don't think it's fair for anyone to be compared to Micah Parsons, number one, number two. It's not like Chop has a plan. The most pressures Chop had in a game this year was five. That's an issue for me. I did 48 last year and five sacks. It just it was a step back. It was less on a per snap basis, and again, it's just it wasn't any. It was no development from year two to year three, which I was disappointed by. And I just I have a lot of concerns with who Chop's going to be at the next level, because I don't think he's an outs- I don't think he's a superb run defender, and I I think he's going to be a situational pass rush guy. I don't know how. Obviously, the ceiling is high because if he puts it all together. But how many times we say that about guys? And then they never do. Like, it's one out of every hundred guys, it feels like that actually puts it together at the next level and blows up out of nowhere. Think of all the best editors in the league. Outside of, like, what, Max Crosby, they were all top picks. Premium, premium selections. I mean, Dino Hunter, maybe he's still a first rounder. And the story on him was like, hey, there's some college production. He's super young. Like, he'll he'll put it together. And then he did. So, like, other than him and Max, like, there's nobody that you go like, oh, yeah, that guy just put it together. It just doesn't know how, not how it goes. So that's why the hit rate on, on second round. edge are just so low. Third, Outside of the first round, the hit, the hit rate on these guys is low. It even in the first round, it's low. So I just don't think he can get out-athlete out tackles in the NFL like he does in, in college. Um, that's my biggest concern with Chops. So I haven't – he'd be at seven for me. Um, despite all that, he'd still be at seven. And I still think he's a second-round player. He's gonna get picked higher than the seventh edge off the board, and I'm I'm pretty sure. I just, again, for all those reasons, a lot of trepidation. Jonah, on the other hand, like I kind of mentioned, he's got a bag of pass rush moves. And I think he's a, a better run defender today. Just between the two of them, I think, he, I think he's stronger against the run. I know he's undersized. I mean, undersized, mean he's an inch shorter than Chop. Like he's I think he's he's built bigger. Um he also just has less snaps played, which is a big one. Like, it's just less experience in college. And he was also just wildly productive this year. He got home a lot. Um, and it's not like the the Pac-12 was bad. I mean, that was one of the best conferences in football this year. Good offensive line. It's not like he was beaten up on bad teams. So, um, I thought he had – I thought the youth with Jonah is different than the youth with Chop and – the tools that he currently has, I think, are better than what Chop currently has, if that makes sense. I get he's an athlete, but, again, how many times we say that about a guy and they never – Arnold Ebiketti, like another Penn State example. Penn State cranks out athletes. They don't crank out – always crank out elite pass rushers. You know what I'm saying? So right. that's all my concern, what Chop really is. Um, but who else, who else did you – I guess well, you want to get to Chop later, which is fine. Who else did you have outside of your top five?
0: Well – I'll get to chop now, because he was one of the guys that I was thinking I think really early on four five six for me was tough, and I know that when you look at it, there's a perfect mix of different age, different levels of production, different competition level um so for me, chop was. One of the two, primarily, once I narrowed it down to find my four, one of the guys that was between five and six, and it almost seems like I'd be going, like, he would be going against the grain of trends to see him pan out, because, like you said, those Penn State guys seemingly, year after year, come out incredible athletes, but they just don't have what it takes to translate. Now, Micah is an exception. Did a lot more on that defense. Was an insane athlete mixed with everything else that he had, uh, including production.
1: And we didn't see Michael play a third year college football either. Right. That's another one. We didn't. We never get to see what Michael would have been another year. Is another thing too, right? So Mm
0: -hmm. yeah, that's part of it. Right. Yeah. Some off the field issues, but nonetheless, one of the best edge rushers currently in the game. Chop. like you said, similar to Owe, he's, his stock's going to go up at the Combine next weekend, uh, no doubt. I think he could he could end up going in the first round. Um, I don't know. I think it's going to be more of a very few teams are going to fall in love with him, and then a lot of teams won't really like him at all. Not at all, but compared to other guys. But you're going to have a few teams that are going to love him to where they're going to want to take him. They're going to want to make a move to try to get him before he falls too far and someone else takes him. Um. So he was like 5B for me, if you want to put it that way. Um, I mean, I had him as high as four probably a few days ago before I finished out watching guys. From Gaithersburg, Maryland, like you said, six three two fifty, just turned 21, spent two years at Penn State, and was at Maryland in 2021. First team All-Big Ten this past season. Um just the prototypical Penn State athlete with great ball get off, reaction time, explosiveness. Set up his pass rush moves well, although they weren't um, there weren't too many. Finesse was primary. Um, good bend and too surprisingly physical at times. Um, overall, he just a little lean. Obviously, the lack of production, having what nine sacks across three seasons. Um, hand placement was inconsistent. His shoulders were all over the place and balance just wasn't what you thought it would be from a leaner, more explosive athletic guy like him. Like I said, could probably go in the first round. A team might want to slide up and get him. um, Bet on that upside with a young age, uh, kind of a ball of clay that you can mold. um, Or at least some teams will envision it that way. And I think at the end of the day, um, that's that's what's going to get him drafted on day one. I know – uh, the Ravens took Odafae away at 31 in 2021, so similar situation. Um, but I will say, away I think was a little different in the way that he didn't really have any production in college and tested like a freak athlete. But the tools were there for the most part. Whereas Chop, he's had limited production, more in college than Adafe, but I don't know if he has everything to translate to the next level. So I think while they are painted in a similar mold because they have similar athletic profiles and similar, um, obviously, same helmet. Um, right. I do think they're slightly different in the way they project to the next level.
1: I will say Owe was definitely more polished. He less productive. They both weren't a super. But, like, I thought Owe was more polished as what he had in his toolbox, if that makes sense. Yeah. I just I, – it's an easy comp. It's an easy thing for me to point to. Yeah. Right? That's why I went with it. But I get what you're saying. They, Owe was definitely a little more polished coming out. Um I'll be curious to see how they test. people forget dude oway was a ten r a s off off the bat um <laughs> i mean he ended up with a nine nine two which is freakish uh you' at a four three seven i don't know I don't think Chop's throwing a four three seven put it that way no um, so he's gonna test well he'll be a nine plus r a s guy I will say five six seven were all pretty close for me um the guys I had out the other two guys that I got chris Braswell um out of alabama i won't spend a ton, t- ton of time on him and then austin booker uh, he's a my guy in his class he went to the senior bowl he only has i want to say like under five under 600 snaps in his college career um played at minnesota for two years before going to kansas he registered i think his um i can look if i can get snap counts real quick because it'll, it'll tell tell all the other um Six six two forty five. 245 no age i think he's about 21 he's a junior um 38 pressures this year, nine sacks. But he went to the Senior Bowl and dominated, dude. I mean, dom- I mean, he made himself a lot of money because he had a bag of pat. I mean, he was hitting dudes with moves left, right, and center uh, on the edge. So he's a guy, again, 505 career snaps, um, didn't play in 2021. Um, I think he redshirted that year. Played 23 snaps last year as a reserve in Minnesota. Transferred to Kansas. Played 482 snaps this year, uh, which is, I mean, obviously a full-time starter for them. Um, Now, I don't know if he's, like, labeled as a starter, but, like, he's basically a starter for them. Um, Again, doesn't grade out incredibly well on PFF, but, I mean, he went to the senior bowl and dominated guys. He looked really good. So, um, again, a guy with a bag of pass rush moves, not a lot of snaps. I can get with that because he put it on display um chop would have been an underclassman i would have wanted to see the senior bowl actually i know jonah jonah was supposed to go and and do stuff and and he just interviewed chop would have been a guy who would have really benefited from from doing stuff at the senior bowl going and and working out and being practicing but i think about like like what what jpj went and did he didn't need to but he did i think chop could have gone and displayed hey i've got a bag of pass rush moves i just didn't use them at penn state but I've developed them, that would have been a big thing for him, and that would have made him probably a top five guy. Same with Jonah. Jonah would have gone and done really good. It would have been pushing him above because the guy I got – or I'll get you, I'll let you get – anyone else you have outside of your top five you want to mention before I, I get to five?
0: Yeah, I got one.
1: Go for it. Yeah, go ahead. It's probably my guy at yeah, five. Yeah, so, so
0: my guy at, um I guess, seven, maybe eight, was Washington's Braylon Trice
1: um whoa whoa okay all right from we'll get the tries later
0: phoenix um Whew. phoenix arizona six four two seventy four he is i think just turned 23 about right about to turn 23 um four seasons at washington really productive in 2022 um 49 tackles two passes defense seven sacks and a forced fumbles i thought overall i think he has a higher floor at the next level than a lot of guys but he's much closer to his ceiling he has a solid build strong and physical sheds blocks pretty well Um, primarily goes speed to power Um, does a good job with his hands Um, can counteract what the o-linemen are doing with their hands pretty well and a good motor weaknesses um, just another guy in this class that's not overly quick Um, change of direction wasn't great it's probably due to stiffer hips and not the best tackling form at times. I know he would definitely make some big plays, but just a lot of the time it seemed like he wasn't really either fully committed to the tackle or thought someone else was coming up, but I didn't think he was overly physical when, um, you know, at the point of the attack with the ball carrier. So I don't, I don't know where he's going to go. Uh, I figure round two at some point, but I did like him. I just don't think he has as much
1: as guys above him. We feel very differently about real Trice. cool, um, Wow. All right. Um. uh I'll do five for now because Trice is not even at five for me. Um, I'll do five because I think this guy's gonna be this guy's gonna be your top five. Then Darius Robinson, Adam Azu. He your, is he number. Is he number four for you? Okay. He's, so he's only in my Ro- top five. Is he higher than Latu? Uh no. Well, I mean, you—I I know the guys you watch, so I'm just doing the math here. It's right. gonna be at four, three or four for you. Well, we'll do Robinson now, since he's both in our top fives. Um, six foot five, two ninety-six out of out of Mizzou, senior, uh, twenty-three years old, no birthday though. But I mean, I don't really worry about it. Here, here's why. Um, two hundred thirty snaps in 2019 and 2020, so that's combined. Uh, gained a steady role in 2021 with th- almost 300 snaps. And then a large majority coming at D-tackle. And then same thing in 2022. Um, basically a starter in, I think, 10 out of the 13 games with 468 snaps. Nearly all of them coming on the interior defensive line. Um, was somewhat productive. I mean, 20 pressures, three sacks, uh, 10 hurries. It's all per PFF. Um, but moves to the edge this year is the fifth year. Um, so I don't know if he's he registered or a guy. He probably, probably had the COVID year. I mean, he had both. I don't know. <clears throat> but – um listed as a senior so goes to the edge in 2023 had a really productive year 42 pressures nine sacks 27 hurries um which is a really solid year uh, at Mizzou uh helped anchor a defense that had some really really good talent on it I think I'm I'm a lot lower on Mizzou next year than I thought it was going to be after watching the corner group with Rick Strawn and Abrams Drain and then now seeing uh Darius leave I'm a lot lower on that team next year just knowing what they're going to lose defensively, but. Nonetheless, I thought Darius uh, had really good tape, um, heavy hands, high motor. He looked the part on the inside. I think he looked solid, could have been a, probably a day three guy, uh, but became a full-fledged top, you know, 30 prospect on the edge. I think he uses the length really well. I think he uses the hands really well, um, shows, some, shows some flashes. Of, I mean, I think mean, he's a base power rusher, but he shows some really nice finesse flashes as well. Um, I think he moves. <clears throat> he moves pretty well. At 6'5", almost three hundred pounds. So that's nice. Um, I think he can live as a three down guy. I think he shows good awareness in the run game. He's super super aggressive guy. Um, He doesn't possess this like uber elite athletic profile, but he's plenty athletic. Um, Again, I think he's got the high end ceiling as an edge rusher, as an as just an every down player to be a top twenty five pick. Went to the Senior Bowl and dominated. I mean, had a had a weekend him and I mean, the edge group, I thought would looked good. Him and Austin Booker made themselves probably the most money of everybody at at the senior bowl in the edge group. Um, those guys look awesome. I and mean, Darius went from second round pick to top 25 pick in a weekend because or a week because he dominated that that much of practice. Um, everyone, yeah, every every major media draft media analyst that you plugged in the US, Dan Brugler, Daniel Jeremiah, Trevor Sycamore, they will all say this guy's a top 25 pick now. He's going, and he's that good. Um, teams love the versatility. You can play him on the inside. NASCAR packages with this guy. and a couple other guys in this class. are going to be really fun because they're big enough to go inside and rush on guards. Um, he's got plenty of versatility there, uh, and it could be a versatile piece for a defensive coordinator defensive coordinators across the NFL, given the fact that he can play everywhere. You could even slide him inside and play him at D-tackle on on, on certain downs because he's that good. Um, he's that versatile. He's got the best experience there. Um, but I think as an edge rusher, given the one se- one season of play at edge rusher and what he showed, and, and I think he's, it's very, he's an, he's an intelligent player and he's got advanced hand usage. Um, so I'm a huge fan of his, um, again, yeah, I did more of a write up on him than I did the other two guys outside of my top five that are kind of clustered together, if you will. Um, but I think, I think Darius is, he is a pretty firm five for me. He's a really good player. Um, Again, a, a late bloomer, if you will, but I don't really have a problem with that, just given the way that his tape plays and the way that he played when he actually got to edge, right? That That's what I care about. Um, it's the snaps. I mean, 300, so 189, 294, 468, and 515. Bulk of his snaps come in the last two years, and then you get 515 at edge. I mean, that that's big to me. So um, productive guy, high motor, um, show some good technique as well. So I'm a big fan, of, a big fan of Darius, and um, I will say there's a there's a gap between three between four and five, and then three and three and two. So like I think three and four are clustered, and then one and two are clustered for me. That's how I have my guys for the one. I think okay. I
0: know your rankings. I think I know what you got going.
1: Okay. But uh, I will say three and four are gonna be back to back on my board. One and two, are a little separation. I'm real close to putting. To putting four ahead of three, though. I think this guy's that good.
0: All right. Um. So, for me, I got eight guys. We talked about guys that just missed were Chop, Trice, and Ellis. Now I got the top five. And um top five that I think has maybe possibly slightly different from the consensus um, just in terms of what you hear and see, what guys are doing. Um, but I will agree with you. Darius Robinson made a lot of money a couple of weeks ago at the Senior Bowl, and he has my number five as well. Um, out of Southfield, Missouri, so grew up um, right around the corner from campus. He, 6'5", 296, like you said, couldn't find a birthday. Um, really couldn't. I got to the point where I was looking at, his Instagram, Twitter, um, nobody tagged him in any birthday or anything, it's so hard. I don't know yeah, if he just doesn't have any friends over. and couldn't get a Dude, re- birthday I mean, listen, wish. Or,
1: Reddit, Reddit couldn't find one, which is how you know it's not out there. Reddit yeah, couldn't find yeah. one.
0: But uh, but yeah, probably the oldest guy in his class. Five seasons in college. Um, Really, I mean, he had 13 sacks, but t- really didn't play much until these last two years, it felt like. Um, or really didn't get his share of snaps. 12 sacks in the last two seasons with eight and a half this past season. First team all SEC, 43 tackles and a forced fumble to go with his sack number. Uh, Really good size. Strong physical good hands. Longer arms. Um, The bull rush was pretty solid. Uh, Primary counter move was the arm over. Good hips to change direction, which is not common in a guy that has Similar strength traits to he, to what he has. Um, he wasn't really one of the best athletes in this class. Not as good or experienced with finesse stuff for the most part, and not the quickest off the line. Uh, could use a better plan going into it, better adjustments, and I think play recognition, just quicker IQ, more than anything, will help. Um, and he's not overly bendy, which is something they also can develop at the next level. But like you said an older guy that doesn't have a ton of experience out wide um, definitely be beneficial down the road for him Uh, moving into more of a probably situational role early on and then slowly, you know, get more looks from there, but he's probably for me, I got him 17 to 32, Uh, 17 is Jacksonville and then 32 is KC. So probably anywhere in that range uh, is probably where he goes. But I think even if he starts sliding, I think someone trades up into round one to get him, because of how much experience he had in college, mixed with the upside that he has, not only from position change, but also from the traits he already possesses. So, Darius was my number five. Um, really liked him a lot. But my number four, um, I feel I, like
1: I know who this is going to be. He's a, like w- a guy we hadn't talked about yet. Yeah.
0: My right. one and two are pretty solid. Really three, four, five, six. I mean, you could argue argue anything after two is has potential to be fluid as we progress throughout this. But um you know, I always value upside and production over athleticism, more so production, because at the end of the day, I know all these guys are going against different competition and different conferences, and obviously that plays a role, but you got you have to be able to know what success feels like know what it takes to do your job well. And I think that's a trait that's overlooked a lot of the time when looking at um, these prospects, especially in an edge edge class, more so than other positions. But my number four guy from Baltimore, Maryland, is Chris Braswell from Alabama. Wow, all right. 22 and a half at the time of the draft. Four seasons at Alabama, uh, second team all SEC this past year. I do think his numbers were inflated a little bit just because of not only the talent they have, but right. the guy on the other end from him in Dallas Turner. Um, eight sacks, pretty solid. Um, I think he was, yeah, half sack behind Darius, same conference, but 42 tackles, pass defense, least, three on. forced fumbles.
1: Real question real quick. Are those ESPN numbers? Yeah. I mean, PFF's got him at 13 sacks, so I so thought I'd put lot. that out there. So I'm using all PFF numbers. I think they—I don't know if they're more generous or if ESPN doesn't have like
0: normally they are. Of him and I think I think with PFF maybe, they I give
1: guys sacks
0: if they have like the quarterback corralled for like a certain amount of time. But
1: just say I'm helping I'm helping your cause, brother. Right, all I'm right, with.
0: right. Uh huh. I normally I normally go with ESPN because those are the ones that get put in the stat sheet. Um but yeah, I mean either way, a really solid season from him. I think a guy that another guy that his stock skyrocketed. I mean, nobody was talking about him as probably a top two round pick before the season. And with, you know, Dallas getting all the attention he did, I think it really, really helped him, not only from you know, freeing him up in the game, but for also practice. Um helped him a lot having Dallas. It helped um his development. I'm sure they have Great coaches on that defense as well. Um, But, yeah, being behind someone that's better than you, similar to what we saw with Terry and Arnold and Koolid McKinstry going into the season, it really helps those guys on that Bama defense. So, um, Braswell is a really good size. I thought he's pretty speedy. um, Had a good bit of moves and good bends. um, Pretty solid bull rush at times. In terms of weaknesses, a little bit of a slower ball get off lateral movement, block recognition, stuff like that. Um, Could definitely fill out a little more in the upper body. Um, And then his accuracy and timing with his hands was inconsistent. Um, You know, sometimes it took his chance of getting home to zero, basically, um, with the hands just not always getting there at the right time. But I will say um, I really, really like him. He's a guy that I really don't know where he could go. I think he's one of the wild cards in this class because of the lack of exposure. And I think you could see him in, you know, top 20, possibly. You could also see him go near 40. I think it's just really what teams are feeling in that range that there's going to be so many guys that are first round caliber players. And he might be a guy that goes at the top of that group or towards the end. And I really wouldn't be surprised either way, but if he goes past 40, probably a little surprised just because you normally take the guys that have the most potential mixed with production at the top of that round too. So Brazwell's four for me. Um did really enjoy watching it, but like I said, these rankings could change and are probably more likely to than some other positions.
1: So I've, I've my Brazwell would have been on like my six, seven, eight area. Um but I did a good tape. I thought he really benefited from having Dallas across from him, which I didn't. I don't quite view it as the same as like how Terryon benefited, because I mean those guys, like Terrion and Clay, they, like they never switched sides of the field. Terrion actually followed guys across the field sometimes when teams would go like overload, like trio set left or trio whatever it is, right? So, um, already we're moving to the slot sometimes, like against LSU, he moved into the slots, covered Malik Neighbors a couple times, um. With Braswell, I, I just kind of thought he didn't get as much attention because of Dallas, um, and because they had kind of had some. That I mean, Nick does a million different things with his defense, right? I mean, he's it's to go for a reason. Um, but I mean, listen, I, I like Chris. I think he's a good player. I think he's a second round pick for sure. Um, I think, I mean, I think all these guys of Ellis Robinson or Ellis Chop and Braswell are all going to be second round picks and top 50, 60 guys. I even think Austin Booker might go in the second round. Teams value what he what he did at the, at the Senior Bowl, right? So, and there are GMs that really that really value the Senior Bowl. So, uh, Alvarado had um, had a good say Did he? Did he go to the Senior Bowl? He did, he right? Yeah, that's right. Because I remember I was a little I want to say unimpressed. I just wasn't. I expected a lot more from him at the Senior Bowl, and I came away liking other guys better than him there, which was a little concerning to me in a one on one setting when a guy wasn't getting a lot of attention this past year, that's kind of why I kept him out of my top five. I would have had him, I probably would have had him at eight behind Jonah and chop, just because I really like what those guys can do. Um, I've, and you've got to project a little bit at the same time. Like you can't just take everything at face value. You've got to project some, which is what we're all trying to do. Right. So um, my guy, number four is Washington's Braylon Trice, Red redshirt junior, fifth year player, shirt his first year, didn't really play during the COVID season because I think they played, like, what, six games, didn't really play. I think he played in one game. Um, so really a three-year player for Washington. But this guy led the FBS in pressures the last two years. How no one talks about that, I have no clue. He led the FBS in pressures for two seasons, and no one wants to talk about it. Nine sacks last year, eight sacks this year, 80 pressures this year, which was good for the FBS lead, 70 last year, which was also good for the FBS lead. Um, 53 hurries this year, 50 or 46 hurries last year. Um, 19 hits this year, 15 hits this last year. Um, really anchored the front seven for that Washington defense. I thought, um, I was, I, I I didn't think he'd be in my top five when I started. This was the guy that probably rose the most for me. Um, and just, I I knew Darius would be around five, four five for me. I knew Jonah would be kind of on the outside. I thought chop was one who probably fell the most to me. I kind of had a feeling that might happen, but Braylon was the guy that I really, like, that I really felt, like, rose the most for, like, what I had going in, kind of preconceived. Um, he's, I think he's a really solidly built player uh, at 6'4", 274. He's 22 right now. He'll be 23 in four days. His birthday is Feb 26, or three days, actually. Um, so, he's, again, he's he's a really, really, I think he's, again, quietly the the most productive guy in, in college. I don't know how no one talks about it more. He was on a national championship team. So um, I love his game. I think he's a plus athlete for his size. Um, I know we get enamored with guys like the Bosa brothers who are this big and move like freaks, but like, they're not all the Bosa. Those guys were top, both top three picks for a reason. Um, obviously, my, like Miles Garrett, like no one moves like Miles Garrett. Um, I think you've got to contextualize a little bit better when you look at guys like this. Like I mean, like Tyree Wilson. Like Tyree was a little stiff, but I mean he moved like a, he moved nicely for a guy that big. Um Braylon might have some of the longest arms at the combine time. He's got long arms. He looked like Tyree just a little smaller to me, like just the way he's built, the way he played, if that makes sense. Obviously, he's not nearly as powerful as Tyree. I know he was the raw power from Tyree's what made him a top 10 pick and top 10 prospect, but um I think he I think he's gonna test well for his size in Indy. I think he's again. I think you're right. He's a little stiff. He's got. I'd like to see some better pad level from him on a down to down basis. Um, but he can rush standing. I think he can rush in a in a, in a three point stance. I think he can rush inside. I um, think he can play inside. I think he plays the run for, really really well. Um he's just a really solid player. I don't think he's super flashy. Um, again, his his sacks are kind of quiet, his pressures are kind of quiet, but production is production, and a guy who doesn't really have a lot of deficiencies in his game, I don't think. Um, I think he's a better athlete than I think people give him credit for. Um, I think he's a top twenty-five pick, and I've top t- maybe even top twenty pick. And it it frankly wouldn't shock me if a team drafted him over Latu, because of a the injury concern, and b the fact that Latu is going to test like a bottom fifty percentile athlete. Which is just the fact. I'm not going to be surprised next week. I don't think you're going to be surprised. I think we both know that. A lot like people who are plugged in know that media is going to freak out. NFL teams already know. So there's going to be teams that are going to prioritize if Trice tests well, what he can do, and also the medicals. There's no medical, really medical concern with Trice. So um, the guy can rush the hell out of the passer, which is ultimately what you make, what you make money to do as an edge rusher. Um, and I think he can do it from a lot of different places. And I think he's a, I think he's a better run defender than, than what Latu does. These guys are going to be close for me. I'm a, I'm a big fan of Trice's game. Um, Shoot, if I was a team in the early 20s, I'd be all over him if I needed an edge rusher. Because he can do a lot of different things for you. This guy's going to be real – this is going to talk about NASCAR packages. This guy, him, him and another guy towards the top of this list are going to be real fun to move around and make, make guards' life's hell. Having this guy rush against him, I think he's really good. Um, I'm a huge fan of his game. I don't know why he doesn't get more love, frankly. I think he's he's the guy that we're going to see drafted higher on on April on April 25th. And I think the public is kind of not the public, but I think there are some people who I think are like like Dane Brewer doesn't love him. I think he's going to get drafted higher than what Dane has him as. Frankly, I think he's teams are going to value what he did. Like, teams value production. Like teams value production. They do. Guy was uber productive. Um, missed tackle rate is a little high. That said, like in the USC game, he probably got credited with a couple of missed tackles. Um yeah, two. I think they're both on Caleb. And that guy's he's gonna do that to the NFL bed rushers too. So I, I don't I don't really worry about it as much for him. There's a lot, I mean, there's a a lot of head rushers have tackling issues, frankly. It's not my biggest concern. So um <laughs> Go watch the Stanford, team. fourteen pressures, dude. He went off, um, fourteen pressures, ten hurries, only two sacks, but ten hurries and fourteen pressures is unreal. I know Stanford kind of sucked this year, so I won't use that as like a baseline. But he had good tape against really good teams. Um, Texas off- Texas offensive line is really good. Oregon, uh, Oregon State, and he had really good tape against a lot of these guys. So, um, big fan of Trice, and I think he's a guy who can start day one for for a team on all three downs.
0: Yeah, no, I get it. I mean, we look at eight, nine guys, but there's only five guys you can put in your top five, and I feel like this group more than any, I think it's a lot more reasonable for really you put seven different guys in your top five. I think as long as you have a one and two that are in their right spots, I think it's pretty respectable. I don't think you can really – like, what's the word? I don't think you can – Put a guy outside of the top two above either of those guys for any reason. I don't know how you can justify having one of the top two guys not in the top two, but there are rankings, and it is a draft for a reason, and every team's going to have different rankings. Every media outlet's going to have different rankings. Every scout, every, you know, for the most part, <clears throat> excuse me, we're going to see – different guys at different spots and at the end of the day that's just how it goes but um we both only have three guys left and as of now we have the same number five different number fours
1: i used to three be the guy, same order i used to be the same
0: order there's a good chance my number three guy was really tough for me because i just don't know i don't know what to think at the end of the day but he has enough to for me to have him at three, and it's UCLA's Layout, two, layout two, um from Sacramento, six five two sixty five. He is older, twenty three. I he's already twenty three, um, so he'll be twenty three and a half by training camp. Um, three seasons at Washington before spending two at UCLA, and in those two seasons at UCLA, he had twenty three and a half sacks and five forced fumbles. Um, obviously serious injury concerns, um, uh, being an older guy in the class, not only hurt his stock, but with injuries he sustained in the past, primarily at Washington, um, aren't ideal. And I think obviously teams take that into account. Uh, they don't want to draft a guy that's not going to be on the field for him or they're just going to draft someone else. So, um, the upside is there. What he currently possesses is there and it's worthy of, a team taking a chance on him pretty high in the draft this past season. Um, 49 tackles, two passes, defense, 13 sacks, two forced fumbles, and two picks. Pretty twitchy, athletic, um, you know, really everything you want to look for in a modern day edge rusher. Pretty handsy, had good hips, um, which led to being pretty bendy, one of the most bendy guys in the draft class. Speed to power. Um, was primarily used. His hands were pretty solid. Block recognition was a lot smoother and quicker than some other guys, leading to him getting free earlier. Um, obviously, the injury history is big in terms of something that could tank his stock. And sometimes he won't stick with like either the assignment or the play design on defense, and he'll just try to go make the play. Um, won't stay in his gap. And that opens up either a lane for the QB to scramble and get out and get, you know, eight, 10 yards or a cut lane for the running back. So either way, um, that is a little knock on him. I think he could be more violent. I think if he took someone else in this class, took his violence mixed with what he had already, that yeah. might even help him more so, but yeah. I think he does have a good bit of moves, but if he could just be a little stronger at each move and, just a little more violence, a little more tenacity to his craft or to his game. I think that would really help him overall. But I still think he has a chance to go at eight, which is the Atlanta Falcons. And then mm. I think the injury history could have a pretty big say. And I think, um, well, I think no doubt he's going to be a first-round pick. I think he could fall to like 26 or so which with the Bucks, um, So a big range for him just because I think a lot of teams are going to have pretty different views on him. Not only where they have him within their edge rankings, but how they have other guys in different positions stacked against him. Because more likely than not, those teams that are looking at Lot Two as a, you know, pretty heavy candidate for their pick are also gonna be looking at other defenders, other edge rushers. So um, a big range for Lot Two. But I think there's a chance he goes at eight, just because I don't think the combine's gonna help him much, like you said, but at the end of the day, it just takes one team to fall in love with a guy to take him. So um, you can't rule it out. And I mean, he had the most productive college season of anyone, so you can't really rule it out, but I, I don't think it's going to happen. I just, you got to have
1: it in there. So. Yeah. So he, here's, I Who's at three for me and, and you, and 15 and sacks, albeit Four against Colorado, three against coastal Carolina. I digress. He, there is undeniable teach tape in the pass rush on his on his film. He is a technician to a T. And there I mean he does he he's got the deepest pass rush bag in the class, lethal cross chop. There's T like I said, it's T tape everywhere on what you want a pass rusher to be. And I think he's a more than adequate run defender. He's got a high floor as a pass rush specialist. That said, I don't think he is an elite every down rush, edge rusher. Here's why. How often do we see guys with worse than average athleticism stick on the edge in the NFL? That's that's kind of my concern. I think he can be a great situational pass rusher for a team. Yeah. First and long, second and long, third and long, fourth and long. He's in the game. 100% he's in the game. I don't know if he could rush from the inside either. I think he's an edge rusher only. I don't think he's got the the frame. I don't think he carries the weight. and has, I don't know if he has the functional strength. And maybe that's because he had two years off football. But I don't think he's functionally strong enough to rush every down on the inside, just as, as, as much of a beating as you take there. Um, here's the medicals, though. So he's 23 years old, fifth year senior, 6'5, 265. He was a prized defensive player in Washington's signing uh, class, class of 19 signing class, um, or freshman class. He played 215 snaps that year. uh, Didn't get a ton of play uh, in pass rush. Had had an okay year as a freshman. um, Had some neck numbness. uh, Was not alleviated by surgery. Um, So he had like, he went to see like five, six different specialists. Didn't play during the COVID year, the shortened COVID year. Didn't play in 2021, um, and they told him he needed to medically retire because he would risk being paralyzed if he played again. Um, that was per all the specialists and kind of the what, kind of taking all that into account from the Washington doctors. Um, went to UCLA. They cleared him. He played for two years, had a productive two years. Um, 65 pressures last year, 62 pressures this year. Uh, 12 sacks this year, 15 sack or 12 sacks last year, 15 sacks this year. Um, so an incredibly productive guy at UCLA. Again, he's got every everything you want from a technique standpoint and a pass rush bag standpoint. He can do it. Um, he doesn't really run the hoop all that well, but again, that that's the athleticism. He's not super bendy, um, and he's just gonna he's gonna test poorly. And I think everyone all the NFL teams know that. I just think it limits his ceiling. It limits where he's going to, his ceiling of where he's drafted. Um, I really don't think he's going to be the first one, the first two edges off the board. I think he's going to be the third edge off the board at the highest. I think when you take into account the athleticism and the medical risk involved, is it worth investing a top 15 pick in this guy to have the medical, the massive medical people don't talk about it. Yeah. He stayed healthy for two years. But it's not like he was plagued with injury. He had a serious neck issue that he was forced to medically retire from. Like, this is very different than having – than what, like, Michael Penix's deal is. Mike's just got a bunch of knee injuries and a shoulder. Like, that's that's different. Latu was medically retired because they thought he would be paralyzed potentially. So that's a huge liability for a team. I think that there's – listen, I, and I hate – because Latu's a really good guy. Everyone loves the kid. Everyone at UCLA raves about him. And I hate to say this, but if there's a guy in this class who's projected, we see it every year. Joey Porter Jr. was the guy last year. Ryan Branch. If we, see, if there's a guy in this in this class who's projected to be a top 20 player that falls to the second round, it's gonna be him. Medicals, age, athleticism are all three things that teams care about. Age less than the than the other th- than those two. I just I worry that the consensus is too high on him due to the pressure. But then again, like I can't have him lower than four. I think he's that good of a pass rusher. And there's a there's a place in this league if you can be a productive pass rush specialist. There's a place for you in this league to make a lot of money. So I love I love the player, I love the person. It's just I don't know if the the NFL is a business at the end of the day. They're making an investment in these guys when they take them with first second round picks. I don't know if he's going to be able to be picked super high due to the liability that he comes with. That said, I love the player, all that stuff. We have a gap, and we have two at one and two. Um, one is maybe a little further ahead for me. It, it, these guys are clustered, though, right? There's a gap, and then it's these two guys. Um, right. It's production, it's profile, the whole thing. Um, you want to go number two, or you want me to go number two first? You can start. Yeah. Number two, we've got Jared Verse, Florida State, by way of Albany. the The word I gave Jared was heavyweight, not necessarily because he's like Tavondre Sweat beefed up. He's pretty, th- he's a pretty thick dude, but he looks like a heavyweight boxer the way he he carries those hands. Let me let me tell you, maybe the last guy in the class I'd want to go just base block one on one. This guy. Has some heavy hands on him um i mean he will he'll knock the piss out of somebody um just with his just with his hand punch um but so kind of the backs on him six four two forty, senior fifth year uh 23 years old november 2000 birthday um spent three years at albany before transferring to florida state and anchoring that defense the last two years Um was likely a top 10 to 15 pick last year um some people thought he would have been picked higher than terry wilson people think, like connor rogers I know who's We both know he's super plugged in, has a source that said he'd have been picked at the, with the Raiders at seven uh, had he gone out last year. Um, opted to go back to school to win a national title. Um, probably, I, he definitely, his stock's definitely better this year. I think he has had a better, a better year by statistically. I think he had a better year um, on a lot of accounts. It's just he won't be picked as high because of the relative talent between the two classes. Like, this class is so much more talented than last year's class. Um, especially with quarterbacks that's that i mean there's more quarterbacks well maybe not but because richard was a, the fourth overall pick but like you've got three tackles that could go ahead of him you got two corners that two three corners could go ahead of him you got three receivers that are definitely going ahead of him you got a tight end like there's just there's a lot of talent in this class that there wasn't last year that pushes guy like verse down the board um 62 pressures 11 sacks um i'll tell you what though Guys has got a killer instinct because in the last two games, obviously we know what happened to Jordan Travis opted to go back to go play with that talented group in Florida state. They would have competed for a national title. had Jordan Travis not got hurt, but when Jordan Travis did go down and they needed the defense to step up and win them some games to keep him, to keep him in contention to be in the playoff. Jared verse in the last two games against Florida and Louisville had eight, sa- eight pressures and three sacks and 10 pressures and three sacks. This guy single handedly dominated the fourth quarter against Florida and won that game for them. He dominated. He took over. This guy took over a lot of games for Florida State. Had eight pressures against Wake. It's a good team. That's a good team, and he dominated. So um he's the most powerful rusher in the class. I think he I think he's very technically sound. Um he rushed kind of over the guard this year, a bunch of Florida State, too. Obviously, he's more an edge rusher, but he rushed over the edge or over the guard. Um, looked nice inside. I think, again, this is the guy I was talking about. NASCAR packages with with, with Jared Verse are going to be just incredibly fun. This guy can play all over. Um, hand in the dirt, standing up. I think he plays with pretty good pad level. Um, again, 18 pressures and six sacks over the last two games of the year is absurd. Um, great ceiling. I think he's got a really high floor. Um, I think he's a better athlete to give him credit for. Again, he's not the athlete the guy I have at one is, because that guy's a, just Ben's unreal. But I think Vers is going to test pretty well, um, and I think he's going to be probably a top fifteen pick. He's probably this. I think he's a second edge off the board. I get CT maybe taking him one, but I. I just don't know if with the profile that, that we have at one, I don't know if the first goes ahead of him. just given what the NFL likes in their pass rushers. Um, he's not the quick twitch guy that Turner is, but he's still a good athlete. I think he moves really well. He's super smart, um, advanced hand usage as well. That's another thing I noticed. Um, but ultimately one with e- it was just easy power, easy power generated from the hands to the hips into his legs, um, converted it to speed pretty well. Um, speed to power you can see guys move from power to speed it's like the lesser you don't really hear that term a lot but what i mean by that is get a good power rush and then blow by him right get him off get him off off balance and blow by guys i always saw verse do that a lot um again pretty pretty good bag of pass rush moves obviously been around football a long time cool story about verse real quick before I, I pass it over to you um he was at albany in 2019 um, 2020, 2020, 2021, but during COVID, I think he's from the New York area. Um, but during COVID, he basically like got home gym with his dad and like put on like 40, 50 pounds, something like that and transformed his body to become just an, an absolute house of a dude. Um, I think he was the defensive player of the year at Albany for, in their conference in 2021. And then obviously, fourth state has productive year there, another productive year this year. So, um, Big fan of Jared versus game. a big fan of the person Jared versus two. Um, I think he's going to interview phenomenally. Um, again, a lot a lot of people rave about this guy off the field and uh, versus versus talented. He's going to be a PCNB player.
0: Yeah, no doubt. Him and Darius are my guys in this class. And I was trying to pick one, and I really couldn't. Um, but, yeah, Jared's my number two as well. Um, like you said, probably would have been a top ten pick last year. Um from Dayton, Ohio, six four two sixty. 260. He's the oldest in the class that we have noted. Um, I don't know if Darius is older. Um, there's a chance, but we just don't know. But I, I think we'll find out at the combine for sure. Um, I'm sure that's going to be one of the questions that people have for him. But yeah, 23.5 at the time of the draft for Jared. Two seasons at the Florida State. And in both, he had 40-plus tackles and nine sacks. Like you said, three seasons, Albany, um, I think his best season was his past season. Like you said, with the class, he would have gone higher. But in terms of his personal stock and projection to the next level, I think it's higher now. Past two years, we he was first-team All-American both years. Um, a forced fumble and two passes defense to go with his 41 tackles and nine sacks this past season. Pretty good ball get off for being a bigger guy. Um, strength, hands, speed to power. He has some bend, um, more than you would think from a guy with his build, but it's still, you know, there's still a couple guys in this class that have better. Pretty physical as well. Um, you know, he's old school head rusher. I think he needs better counter moves. And sometimes, you know, he's powerful and stuff, but when his first, you know, his, his primary plan wouldn't work, he wouldn't always be able to counter and still have that same motor. Um, sometimes he comes up field too quick. Doesn't really. Like I said, doesn't use his bend consistently. Um, we'll just kind of go to straight up field. Can't really cover dudes out of the backfield. They had him on a running back a few times, tight end once, and it just didn't really work. So I don't know if teams will really have him be doing much of that at the next level. But, uh, I mean, that's that's normally typical from edge rushers. You don't really ask them to do a whole lot in coverage outside of, you know, some, there's definitely some guys in the league that are good at it, but for the most part you don't really ask that of guys. Um I just think he could use more control. Um, You know, we see that with a guy like Latu that has control, plays within himself, and, like, knows what to do when. And I think Verse is just overly physical, um, not to a fault, but um, to where sometimes it would take him out of the play. This is rare, but just at the end of the day, I think it will be exploited a little bit more at the next level. But overall, he's another guy that could go at eight and – looking where he could fall to, if you wanted to call it that. Um, probably 17 with Jacksonville is where I'd guess. Um, yeah. Would be the bottom for him, but my guy at one, same guy, is Dallas Turner from Alabama. Pretty quick. I honestly don't have a whole lot on him uh, from Fort Lauderdale, 6'4", 242. Very young. Uh, just turned 21. Three seasons at Bama. 22 and a half sacks across those three years, and his best season was this past one. Um, 53 tackles, a pass defensed, 10 sacks, two forced fumbles. Pretty athletic, filled out, um, polished for being pretty young, which is huge for teams. Uh, he's probably a front runner to go at eight if Falcons don't opt in another direction. Um, excels with finesse and power for the most part. Strong, pretty quick hands. Um, feet don't stop moving. Really, I mean, occasionally they did, but for the most part, his feet really didn't stop moving, and he was pretty agile. He could use a little more size, um, upper body primarily, and some of versus violence as well. And I think when he would notice that it was a run, whether that was after the snap or before the snap, he would, um, his motors didn't look quite as high. Uh, His pursuit was a little bit slower, and I just thought, that's something you can easily clean up, but just something I thought that I noticed and I was just figured I'd throw it in there. Um, but another guy that probably goes at eight, but probably doesn't go past 12 or so. I um, uh, He's definitely a team that trades up for him, but I mean, him versus lots who I think I'll go by 17 or go by 18, 17 being the last pick just because they all, like I said, go, this class, everyone offers so Something so different from someone else with different levels of experience, different levels of um, upside production, injury history. So um, when you mix it all together, leaves with me having Turner versus Law 2 and then a bunch of bunch of other guys that could have big impacts at the next level. But I'll
1: let you get into them before we recap our rankings. Yeah. Um, two year starter at Alabama, played almost four hundred snaps as a true freshman, so a de facto three year starter at Alabama. Um, it's <laughs> you you play on the you get in the field three three full years in Alabama, you're you're pretty good. Um, he's an athletic freak. I mean that that's you just watch the tape. And um I think the sky's the limit for Dallas, as young as he is, um, as athletic as he is. Realistically, he's got Pro Bowl upside though. But coming to the league ready to play almost every down, um, saving, used him all over the place, uh, Rush from all sorts of kind of alignment stances across the edge. Um, at 6'4", two, 240, probably not going to be a guy that rushes on the inside a lot. Um, could see him stunting the inside, uh, kind of get, get by on a guard occasionally. It's just not going to be where his strengths lie, though. I think where his strengths lies being able to drop into coverage nicely. Um, I think he's going to be a guy that gets used a lot um, in, in in blitz disguise, coming from slot blitzes and linebacker blitzes i think you see a lot of defenses especially kind of looking at what jesse Miner did last year at michigan coming to the nfl uh, what mike mcdonald did what steve spagnola likes to do a lot um robert sala a lot of these guys uh, D'Amico ryans they like to be able to have an edge rusher who can kind of drop in coverage and be not be a liability so he can kind of disguise blitzes from linebackers and corners really well um i think dallas Turner's the the perfect guy for that um Again, this guy's to about like Micah Parsons light vibes. If you will, I have, I have Micah Parsons light vibes question mark in my notes. Um, I think he's uh, here's the thing. He he drops into coverage and he he looks more than serviceable. Like he looks like he's aware. He's not gonna go run down field and cover a guy, but like if he gets a running back on a rail route and he's manned up on him, I he, think he'd be okay. Um, as long as the running back's not running like a four two five, you know, Devon in style. But uh, nonetheless. I think Turner's gonna test like an absolute monster. Um, he's just a, he's just a really good player. He's super bendy. Um, he's a super good athlete. It's just it's production, it's talent, it's it's it, everything you want in a top you know ten, ten to fifteen pick edge rusher. He's got. Um, he's not like this absolute freak of nature that like Will, like his teammate Will Anderson was in every you know what I mean. But um, Dallas is still a really good player. I think he's just a different player. Um, he shows better power than I thought he was gonna show. He's clearly very strong for six foot four, two forty-two. He carries his weight really well. I mean, the guy's gonna look like an absolute body, like he's gonna look like a like a Greek god at the combine. He's gonna be so cut up and and just strong. Um, he's that good of an athlete. I think uh, like I said, he shows surprisingly good power for a guy who's that slender of a build, if you will, a little a little leaner. Um Ready to play on every down. I think he's a solid edge setter. I think he plays the run well. I think he gets up under tight ends well. He takes on blocks well from kind of edge guys. Um yeah, I think he's I think he's pretty clearly edge one. Um right now on my big board, I just kind of slapped him on there. So I can obviously I'm gonna change this a little bit, but like I've got I've got Dallas a few spots ahead of, of Verse. Um obviously this is this doesn't have tackles on here um after the top ten. Um but I think he's he right now he slots the number on twelve for me. Probably will he'll stay. I think I'll have a tackle right below him. Um, so there'll be a few slots between Verse and, and Dallas. I just think Dallas's upside uh, is far greater than what Jared has. But again, they're both great players. Um, Turner's gonna be, be a like I said a, a combine freak. Um, just an all around smart play. Listen, you don't play on Nick Saban's defense for that long not being a smart player. Here's the one thing I'll say for the negative on, on, on Dallas. He just turned 21. Um, but the thing is like, he has to learn to let up on quarterback hits. There are flags in the NFL all over his tape because he's taking guys through the ground and he's taking an extra step and hitting the guy, which you can get away with in college and going to fly in the NFL. And it's not going to happen. So he's got to learn. He got he got flagged on a hit that took uh, Jane Daniels out of a game. He, I believe, I don't know if he was flagged, but he was the guy who, remember when when remember when, uh, Quinn Ewers broke his, his collarbone against Alabama or separated yeah. his shoulder? That was Dallas. Like, not that he's a dirty player. He's just really physical through the whistle, and you can get by in college. Ain't going to happen in the NFL. He's going to get flagged. So he's got to learn to be, to hold up, hold guys up and not just demolish them through the ground but he's a tone setter and i like that yeah you know, he he plays that way on the edge he plays that way in the run game he is super energetic so i like that a lot um again advanced hand usage for a guy as uh, as young as he is um smart player high motored all, all of it he's a really good player um check all the boxes you want just i'd like to sh- i'd like to see him ease up in the end he's gonna have to probably be flagged early on he's gonna have to learn. You can't just take shots on quarterbacks, and it doesn't happen in the NFL. So that said, um, edge one, and, and what I think it's a good class. Ultimately, I think it's a solid class. Um, a lot of toolsy guys, kind of in the back, you know, five to ten range. A lot of guys with tools and um, a lot of upside. It just you've got you got a mixed bag of players, right? There's some guys like Darius who are older, have good production but he might be close to the ceiling, right? We don't know what his ceiling is going to be. It may, he may not have that much more right. to go. We're like well, Same thing with Latu, right? You're like Uber technician, not a great athlete, might have reached his ceiling, but and then you've got guys like Dallas Turner who are all-world. And then you've got people like Austin Booker who played under 600 snaps in college. It's like, this guy's scratching the surface. This guy could be a stud, right? Um, it's a very much a mixed bag of, of styles and production and, and upside and athleticism. Um, just kind of, there's a flavor for everybody in this class. Um, my, my guys, I don't know if I mentioned it. My, my guys in this class, Braylon um, Trice, Austin Booker, two guys I love. Um, probably would have handed out. Latu's tough, dude. I can't give him a round one grade. Cause like you only hand out like what? 15, 16, 17 round one grades every year. First round pick um borderline round one round two grade with the medical same with trice turner inverse home run round one grades for sure um and then robinson uh probably a round one round two theater grade but it's going to be a first round pick um then the rest of the guys are all round two grades um they're their top 50 60 picks so um yeah man uh, there's there's something for everybody in this class there's truly something for everyone uh, yeah. in this edge group and um yeah, I like it a lot. There's some solid options on day two. If you miss out on day one, um, just be I be, have, have a plan for these guys is the Like Have a plan for Ed Rush as you draft on day two. You have to.
0: No doubt. Yeah, a lot a lot of fun checking this class out. Um, like you said, everyone offers something different, but as uh as different as it may have seen, four of our five guys are at the same spot in our top five. Um so my top five was Darius Robinson from Missouri. Fourth was Chris Braswell from Alabama. Third was La Latu from UCLA. Second was Jared Verse from Florida State. One was Dallas Turner from Bama, and Brady had Robinson at five. Uh, Braylon Trice from Washington at four. Latu at three, Verse at two, and Turner at one. So a lot of fun checking these guys out. Um, like I said, for me, these have a higher chance to change in comparison to some other classes that we've already talked about that we have yet to talk about, but... The positional rankings group next on the list will be back. um, Hopefully soon. We'll try to get on a regular schedule next week. Um, But I will say it is offensive tackles. Really looking forward to these guys. Um, Just a few names to get familiar with. Joe Alt from Notre Dame. Olufoshanu, Penn State, um, who was a a guy that could have been a top 15 guy last year. Opted to go back. Could have been the youngest guy ever drafted last year. He Um, he would have been the first
1: tackle off the board last year.
0: I'm pretty confident. Um, Tulize Fuaga from Oregon State, J.C. Latham, Alabama, Amarius Mims, Georgia. Um, obviously a few Tyler guys in there. Tyler Guyton Yep, Tyler, look, Tyler Guyton's Guyton's from a guy we for sure. Yeah. Yep.
1: But yeah, a really fun class. Uh, there's a reason this class is third to last. I will say, I will not be grading Barton or uh, Fontenot as tackles. Those guys. Right. Graham Barton wants to play center, like he wants to go inside, which good for him. Uh, is going to be a guard. That's not everything I've right. heard. He's going to be a guard. He's not going to be a tackle. Um, emergency tackle for sure, Caleb Barton. But um, I won't be grading those guys as tackles this week. Um, Jordan Morgan is a guy who I hear a lot more about moving to, to guard. I'll probably do him. Pause. I'll grade him this week as a tackle, but I may throw him on the guard list. Um, and then we'll see. We'll see uh, kind of the changes. I know combine starts. Kind of right around when we do this this ranking, um, some of this might change. There's gonna be some freaks in this class, dude. Yeah, like I mean, it's there are it's some just tough, there are some freak athletes in this time. Like Guyton and Mims gonna gonna be crazy testers. I'll say that right.
0: Now. Right, and unfortunately, the alignment don't go until Sunday, so um, we probably will
1: have to have the episode before they test um, or, or we'll plan the plot on the pod. What about this? Since the combo doesn't really matter for quarterbacks, do you want to do quarterbacks and just put quarterbacks, slide them in and then just, and then just bump down tackles wideouts. So like it would be tackles on the, on the fourth wide receivers in the 11th, or do you want to do quarterbacks last still? It's up to you. I, just, I know that. Right. Right. I know we're both going to really want to see these guys test. And we're gonna to want to see him move on the field, right? That's 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 a big part of it. Um, mm. Like I want to see how Joe Alt moves at right tackle in drills. It's a big deal to me. I want to see how Olu moves. I want to see how Olu looks. I want to see how he tests. Um. So if you want to move it, we can. We don't have to. I know you want to do quarterbacks last, so we can. We can. I'll let you. I'll let that marinate. We can come back to it next week. I want to right, come back right. to it in a couple of days.
0: Yeah. So whatever position group we do decide with. Um, We'll get that to y'all before the combine, uh, most likely. And then we'll have our normal episode. I know we got one coming up uh, this week, but then we'll have another one next week. Two per week um, is what we've kind of been rolling with outside of last week, just due to some travel. But we do have three positions left, tackles, receivers, quarterbacks. We have completed the defense. Um, We won't be touching special teams, but there are some good special teamers per usual. Um, So McNamara, punter one. We will uh, stand on it. Maybe maybe we'll we'll touch on a few guys. Um, just shout out, but um, yeah, appreciate y'all tuning in. I know uh, this was a fun fun class to get to in the edge rushers and guys that always have a pretty prominent role on draft night, um, especially Thursday night. So thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you soon.
1: See you guys next week.